Alright, so here we are. This is weird. I want to look at myself on the computer, but my camera's up here. Um, yeah, so here I am. Um, just recording this because uh, I wanted to, and I've had some requests specifically to tell the story about how I got thrown off and blacklisted uh, Royal Caribbean. So I figured I'd tell that story. Um, I think it's kind of funny. Um, it's also not something you hear every day. And uh, I created this platform for myself to be able to have conversations with people. Long story short, um, I haven't put out an episode in quite a few months uh, of Ross Paper Scissors because my recording situation is, uh, it's not the best. Um, where I was recording, where I can record now, um, it's the summer months, so my air conditioner is constantly on. I'm in a very small apartment. I even had to shut it off just to record this audio because you can like loudly hear like the air conditioner like like in the background. So we're working on it, but I'm alone and I can totally just record whatever I want and tell stories and, you know, we're more casual about it. You know, I'm not like every episode's got to have an all star cast kind of thing. If it's just me talking about something, I like to talk and I'm currently listening to myself talk, which is great. Um, so the story of how I got uh, kicked off a cruise ship. So I was 13 years old. Um, so however many years ago that was, I'm terrible at math, 13, 14, whatever years ago. I forget how old I am sometimes. Um, but I was 13 years old. Um, my brother was 14 years old. And we had gone on a Royal Caribbean week-long cruise uh, to the like the Caribbean islands, whatever. We had gone with another family as well. Um, some good friends of ours. So they also were a couple with two kids around the same age. Basically, I don't even know how it started, but there was like a kids club kind of thing on one of the floors of the cruise ship, right? And basically, uh, from set time to set time, it was like certain age groups in this kids club thing. It had like games and they played music and gave you drinks and whatever, like soda. And basically, there was a 14 and up club. And I wasn't 14, but my brother and my friend Mike were, and I didn't like having to wait outside, and Mike was a nice enough friend to wait outside. So a lot of kids would be outside of the club, like on the landing where like normal people would walk in. So like the door to the outside was right here, and then the entrance to the club was right here, and then the stairs were next to that that went up and down all the flights of all the the whole cruise and then the elevators were right here. So it was a very congested area. Um, but a lot of kids would hang out outside this club lounge thing because, you know, the groups, the parties that were there, they couldn't all go in together. Right. So basically we were hanging out outside. Again, I don't know how it started or who started it, but there was like a fire alarm on the adjacent wall to the entrance to the, to the lounge thing. So someone, I don't even I don't even think we knew them, pulled the fire alarm. Or it wasn't a pull, it was a, a button. It was a big button, it was like six feet up in the air on the wall. So most small children couldn't get it, obviously, but we could. So it was six feet up in the air, you would push the button, all these sirens would go off, and then these flood doors that were probably designed to contain the fire, the flood, whatever, emergenciness, 
uh, would come out of all the walls. You know, they would cut off the elevators. They would cut off the outside. They would cut off the stairs. They would everything. So they came out of all these walls, right? And they would lock it into like these little square sections, right? So it became like this game where like, I don't know about you, but we did like Ding Dong Ditch when I was younger. And it was like this Ding Dong Ditch type of adrenaline rush where you would press the button and then run away before security showed up to like unhinge the doors and put everything back and reset everything. Terrible. I know. 13 hooligans, whatever. So I'm pretty sure it was other kids that started doing it first. Um, And then I had done it. Hilarious. Um, My friend Michael had done it. Hilarious. Other kids that we met done it. Hilarious. Every time. Just stupid kids. And then we we were just our kids. It was just the kids. So like no one was like getting reprimanded or whatever. It was like literally no consequences. We would do it. The kids wouldn't snitch on other kids. Everyone would hit the button and then run out the closest door like outside or whatever. And like there was like the track that goes around the whole ship. You literally just get on the track and just like run to the other side of the ship. There was like no chance of you getting caught. So we do that a bunch of times. It's hilarious, right? One night, um, you know, my brother's like, oh, I'm going to do it. And we're like, all right, do it, bro. He goes up. He presses the button. We all scatter like roaches. He runs out one of the doors and then for whatever reason says, nah, I'm going to go out a different way. And he comes back into the room and then tries to go out one of the other doors. But the door had already closed. So he created uh, uh, he locked himself in kind of. There were still stairs that allowed him to escape, but it was too late. They were already, like, hot on our tail. He didn't have the time. They were watching the area because it had been happening all week. So he got caught. Um, he got caught by, like, the ship security. Uh, they, he, I don't know, he, like, told them I was his brother or something. The captain of the cruise ship sits down, me and my brother, and they're like, what you're doing is illegal. Um, you know, basically if you were 18, we could throw you in jail in one of these islands that we're going to, this is a warning kind of thing. Or maybe it wasn't that severe the first time that we met with them, but it was like, don't you dare do this again. This is a serious thing. Like, don't do it again, period. So now there's this one guy who, uh, it works on the ship and he's like patrolling like that area where all the kids would hang out constantly. Now, at the same time, you know, we're docking, you know, St. Martin, whatever, St. Thomas, whatever, and we're getting out and we're hanging out as families and doing all the excursions or whatever. And my friend's dad taught us that the, the so the, these doors are in the wall. They're not like concealed, really, but they're like flush with the wall when they're like not activated or whatever. So if you press on them they're they 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 like they're like pressurized. So like you would press on them and they'd go and like release the pressure or whatever and then you'd let them out and they do it again and then you could whatever so we thought that was hilarious so we said all right we won't push the fire alarm anymore but now we have something new uh so one of the nights goes by um another maybe a couple of nights go by uh we're on the cruise for i think four days at this point four out of the seven we're supposed to be on and I'm standing up in like the hallway where all these people are walking through. I said people walk through before. And when people would walk through, we'd like say jokes or whatever. We'd try to scare people like we'd jump at them. 
as stupid teenagers would and like scream at them and be like, ah, and then at the same time go and like release the pressure in the door. That's literally just like part of the wall. So you just like press on it with your hand and we'd be like, ah, and like, or like a cute girl would walk by and we'd be like, dang, you want a piece of this? And we'd like press the door with our butts. It was hilarious. Okay. But to my knowledge, that's not like illegal. Okay. It's like part of the wall. So it's, you know, we're obviously it's annoying shenanigans shouldn't be doing it, but that's what we were doing. So there's this guy that's literally like patrolling, looking for us, who's pushing the button, alarm, whatever. And he walks by and I had the audacity to push the thing, the door when he walked by. So he's like scowling, like who's going to do something stupid that I could catch him. And he walks by and I'm like, and he's like, He's like, you come with me. And like, he like grabs me. And I guess I don't even, I vaguely remember. I think that's when we sat with the captain again. And they were like, look, you guys have to get off the boat. Um, We've reviewed you. We've been watching you guys on the camera. Um, We know that you guys pressed the the fire alarm. Uh, We know that you guys are tampering with the doors. Tampering. We know that um, you, pointing to my brother, held a lighter up to the the fire sprinklers which i don't know if he did that and if he did nothing happened from it but i don't know what him those of you who know i don't know what him he's great by the way i saw him today um but uh so they're like yeah you guys have to get off the boat and we're gonna find your parents and tell them that and we're like what and me being me i was like prove it (laughs) i'm like Prove that I pressed the fire alarm. Prove that we held the thing. Oh, we have it all on video and da da da. And I'm like, okay, so show it to us or authorities, parent, whatever. Well, if you were 18, you'd be in jail and we'd show it to them. I'm like, all right, well, we're not going to jail. We're minors. Um, and I was like, I was just a smart ass. So basically they didn't show us anything, um, but they did find our parents. The, the Literally the captain like tracked down his team, tracked down our parents, called them down to like the captain's office or whatever, told our parents everything that happened, the things that transpired prior. Um, and they were not happy to say the least. And they basically said, like, you guys need to get off the boat at the next island we go to, which was like whatever, like St. Martin or whatever. And we're like, shit. So this sucks. Our parents hate us. Um, in my head or my brother said he's like you're the one who got us caught. You're the one who got us thrown off the boat. And in my head, I was like, what I did wasn't even like a bad thing, but we're getting kicked off because of the warning that you got. And then apparently you're like throwing a lighter at uh, doing the lighter with the sprinklers. I'm like, what the hell, bro? So me and my brother have like strong animosity towards each other. And back then we like really, really, really did not get along. We really didn't like each other. And so we would fight all the time physically, um, even more so now that animosity is building, right? So our parents are like, F you, um, we're getting off, pack your shit, whatever. We're staying in different hotel rooms. Me and my brother have one uh, hotel rooms, cruise room, whatever. What would you even call them? Rooms, I guess. My brothers and I are staying in one room and my parents are staying in another room. And it's the night before. It's right after all this happened. And, you know, the next day we're like, yo, we're getting thrown off kind of thing. So we go up and we tell all the kids hanging out by the, oh, we're getting thrown off, blah, blah, blah. And like oh, this kid's stupid, that kid's stupid, everyone's, like, taking sides or whatever. And then my brother was the kind of guy that would push your buttons a lot. And I remember he's, like, going up and down these stairs, and he's, like, jumping up the stairs and jumping down the stairs because he was that kind of kid who would just do stupid shit like that. 
and I was I was sitting on the floor, um, kind of like with my knees in the air, my my arms on my knees, just kind of like bummed out kind of thing. And my brother comes up the stairs, and he's like, "It's all your fault. We're getting kicked off." Whatever, whatever he said, something to that effect. And he like st- tries to like stomp me, like my, like st- like kick my stomach or whatever. I grab his foot, and I'm like, "Yo, what the hell's your problem? F you!" And he's like, "You know, f you." I don't know why I'm censoring myself as if I've ever done that on this podcast. And then, um, so I like push him off and he like shoves off and then I get up against the wall or I stand up and he like pushes me up against the wall and he's like choking me and he's like, it's all your fucking fault. We're getting thrown on. Blah, blah, blah. And we're just like, it's like borderline nonsense really. Um, but he's like choking me. I grab his neck. So we're like literally choking each other. Um, I remember he was like really choking me <laughs> and like he had like just like that skinny kid strength. I don't know if you guys know anyone like that, like the kid that was like never really athletic, but he had like abs and for whatever reason was strangely strong, like head made of steel, but like head butt shit, whatever. Um, so he's like choking me like for real. And I grab his shirt and I remember trying to pull on his shirt to like pull him off me kind of. And I remember I ripped, he was wearing a button down shirt. I ripped all the buttons off and they all came flying off. And now he's like standing there huffing and puffing because we're about to like kill each other. Uh, his his shirt's ripped open. I'm standing there. I'm pissed off. He was just choking me. I'm catching my breath. And then we kind of just like go at it right there. Like in the middle of this area, open area that has through traffic. All these kids are standing there. They're watching. I distinctly remember that there was a lot of Spanish people there. And they all took out their like cameras. And they started recording us. So I guarantee there's a fight of us. Like on the Spanish section of YouTube, I guarantee it's somewhere deep in the depths from 13 plus years ago, whatever. But so we start like wrestling each other and hitting each other, and we're like, "It's all right, I hate you, ah, fuck you," ah, and we're just like, "Red." And then it comes, you know, it comes to that point when you're fighting with your siblings, you're not like literally trying to kill them, but you're like trying to hurt them severely and fatally. And then we like push off, and we're both just like, "You done? Yeah, I'm fucking done. Are you fucking done? Yeah, fuck you." And then it was just like, boom, we part ways. He went somewhere. I went somewhere, whatever. And then I remember thinking to myself, if I go back to my room tonight, he'll kill me in my sleep. I believe it. He'll kill me in my sleep. I can't do it. I can't sleep in the same room as that fucking guy. He will kill me in his sleep, I swear. So I wound up convincing uh, my friend Mike to let me sleep in his room with him and his sister. And for those of you who stayed on a cruise ship, you get these little tiny, like barely one person beds. They're both like six feet plus tall. Um, there's not enough room for sharing of any kind. So you always get like that stupid small, like love seat. That's really like, it's like three and a half feet long. I slept on that, um, in their, in their room, uh, very uncomfortably. And, um, yeah, woke up the next day and, uh, we went to the all-you-can-eat buffet breakfast. We got breakfast. I got ice cream as a last hurrah after breakfast because they had soft-serve machines everywhere all over the ship. Uh, we said bye to our friends, and we were in whatever Caribbean island it was, and we docked, and literally we got escorted off the boat. They said, um, you know, here's your stop. Don't come back on the boat. You know, they check everyone when they come back on the boat anyways. They're like, you're not allowed back on the boat. Everyone knows. Don't even try. Um, if your kids were adults, basically they told my parents, like, if your kids were adults, they'd be thrown in jail. Um, and you're, like, never allowed on Royal Caribbean ever again. We have a blacklist. You guys are on it. 
And uh, yeah, they left us on whatever island it was. Uh, we I have an uncle that's a travel agent. My parents call him. He gets us a plane that same day from that plane. I think it went to Florida or from that island to Florida and then from Florida back up to New York. Um, very long, awkward trip back. You can imagine that took like half a day to do that. There was virtually no talking at all amongst um, my brother and my parents at all. Um, my mom was livid to say the least. Um, I remember landing back in New York and we got back into like our town, Suffolk County, whatever. And I'm like, I'm really hungry. We haven't eaten since breakfast. Like, whatever, let's get pizza, whatever. We wound up getting some pizza. And, uh, yeah, and my mom didn't talk to me for a very long time. Didn't talk to us for a very long time. It was a really shitty situation, um, but that is the long and short of it. I may have missed some details here and there. I feel like I, right here is something's telling me that I forgot something that's part of the story and is crucial to the hilariosity of it. But yeah, I mean, that's basically the story of how uh, I got kicked off a, a cruise ship and blacklisted by Royal Caribbean. Um, so yeah, so I've got plenty of these stupid stories like this. Um, if you want to hear some or if you know some and you want me to retell them, uh, I'd be more than happy to record a video like this and, you know, put it up as an episode because uh, this is very therapeutic for me. Um so yeah, so future of Ross Paper Scissors. Uh, Ross Paper Scissors, to be clear, started kind of as a podcast, but now I, I, I think I want to evolve it into somewhat of a brand um, that obviously hosts podcasts and content and that kind of thing. Um, I'm not going full in balls to the wall, uh, but it's something that I love to do and it's very fun for me and not the editing part. If you want to edit things for free, let me know because... I can't afford to pay you, and I hate spending hours doing that shit. Um, so, yeah, so uh, brand, Ross Paper Scissors. Uh, I'll probably come out with, like, clothes and stuff at some point because I wear a lot of, like, off-brand clothes. I have a couple name-brand things, but for the most part, I buy the cheapest shit that you could buy, and it's literally, like, a plain black T-shirt from Walmart for $4, so I might just, like, slap some logos on some shit and sell it for a couple bucks. Um, so that'd be cool. I also have a couple ideas that I want to do with collaborations with small artists um, of varying degrees, whether it be art or music or things like that under the umbrella of Ross Paper Scissors. There's also um, my gaming content. Uh, if you didn't know, Mr. Papel spelt phonetically, so Mr. M-R space P-U-H-P-E-L. Um, I'm on Twitch. I'm on TikTok. Um, I'm on all those places, YouTube. Give me a sub or a follow. I'd really appreciate it. Even if you'll literally never watch anything, I'd still appreciate it. That number of followers means a lot when you're a smaller streamer. Um, again, it's not something I do daily. It's not something I'm going balls to the wall doing, but it is something that I'm doing. And if something could take off like that by happenstance, that'd be fucking dope. Um, I did have a TikTok go a little viral. Uh, it got like 370,000 plays and thousands of likes and shares and stuff, which was kind of kind of hilarious um so that was cool um but yeah so i'd appreciate all the support you guys uh give to me the hundreds of people that listen to these episodes of rps um i really really appreciate it and i love every single one of you and if you have any ideas uh throw them my way if you have anything you want me to talk about i'd be more than happy to do that if you have people that you want me to have on the podcast uh have a conversation like this let me know 
I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be doing this going forward with guests. Um, I don't really have a good space for recording. I have like an L-shaped couch and an open area in my apartment, which like everyone would have to shut up. I have traffic going down the street. My AC would have to be off. Otherwise, the audio would sound like crap, and I care about that stuff. So I might end up doing like some Zoom stuff. So I just have to put my freaking nose to the grindstone and figure that out. I know I can. I have all the equipment, and I stream, and I have a capable computer that I built. Um, so, yeah, if you have any ideas, you have people you want me to interview, you have people you want me to have on, things you want me to talk about, collaborations, all that stuff, being creative is what gives me life. Um so, yeah, anything throw it my way. Uh, like and subscribe to whatever you're looking at. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all that good stuff. I'm Ross Papel on everything, and I'm Mr. Papel for the gaming stuff. Um, and, yeah, so thank you so much for listening if you made it this far. Um, I deeply, deeply appreciate it, and I love you so much. And I'll catch you on the flip Peace.